Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favourite Euros podcast, Sons of Pitches, with obviously me, Kian Tuki, and the boys, obviously Matthew and Charlie. Boys, how are you doing? Yes, lads. Good, How's mate? it going? Oh, mate, we are getting very, very close to the start of one of the greatest competitions ever created. Oh, boys, we're a month away from history. So the day we are recording now, tomorrow, at this exact time tomorrow, we'll be well under the way for it to come home. And even better than that, in one month's time at this time tomorrow... It would have already come home, boys. Really? It's only a month, the tournament. The, the finals on the 11th of July. So Again, one Matthew Bradley with his football knowledge. This is why we get him on the podcast. The, the podcast is only solely Euros based and the geezer doesn't even know when the final is, lads. I'll take one He's game at a te- time, Charlie. The podcast is literally That's Charlie right. and I teaching Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so in store for this week's episode, we have the return of Tweet of the Week. And then... As we did in last week's episode, we predicted the group stages of the Euros 2020 tournament. Who will be getting out and who misses out? Today, we have the highly anticipated prediction of who will conquer the knockout rounds and win the Euro 2020 championship. And then to end off the episode, for this week's scenarios, we look at everything apocalypse, seeing how the winning 26-man squad of Euro 2020 fares in the toxic, desolate wasteland. Enough about that. Let's get in to this week's Tweet of the Week. So, for this week's Tweet of the Week, we have Barn, which is a very... Interesting name, I must say. It quoted, if you actually think I'm going to get sucked in by the England hype and think we have a chance of winning it, this being the Euros, after year after year of tournament failures, then you are absolutely right. It's fully coming home, lads. Now, whether we agree with this statement, which obviously we all do, it made us question, it made us think, Do England fans get too carried away every single tournament, setting us up for failure? Boys, what do we think? Absolutely, Um, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. in my lifetime, I think every single tournament, we have massively built built it up and we've built up too much and we've come crashing down too early doors because we built it up too much, except for the World Cup. And it was a bit ironic that that was the one we ended up doing well. But I think, if anything, that has sent us into a whole new stratosphere. And now we're like way, way too buzzing. Like, granted, this is probably the best squad we've had since like 2006. It's a very, very young squad and there's a lot of pressure on them. I mean, so like, do you think it puts too much pressure on the players or do you think it gives them an incentive? I, I, I think it's, it's actually quite a good thing for the players. There is that like pressure that comes with it, obviously, and that that's never going to be nice. But... At the same time, I think like it, it's just going to give them a massive buzz. Where you, you said, do we get too carried away? And I said, absolutely. Like, There's no two ways about it, we do. But at the same time, that's what makes England football so special. Like, there, There is not another fan base on the planet will like get as hyped up for the Euros as we do. Yeah. And like it, it's just like you, the players are going to feel that. They're going to feel it in the build-up. And you say, is the pressure going to be too much for them? Like, yeah, it's a young squad, but like these are world-class professional footballers. Like, 
we just had like Mountain Foden to like young players playing the Champions League final. So it ain't like these guys don't know how to handle pressure. Like it ain't like they've never been there before. Granted, they've never been there for England, but they know what pressure is. They know what it's like. They've experienced pressure. They've played in the finals. So I definitely I think, like, like at the yeah. end of the day, like you were saying, all every England team has had players who are playing at the highest level. But these players, we saw it. We had three English teams in European Cup competition finals. And this group of like lads, we're always saying it's coming home, it's coming home to whatever tournament, like Matt said, apart from the most recent World Cup. But this team is generally the best team we've had in years. And we were hyping up other teams, which were so below par for England. They were so below par. We were hyping up certain players who did not need to be hyped up at all because they had one good season. But it is is actually like I, I agree with that so much. I mean like yeah, like you said Barley, 2006, that team was like an unreal team. That team, the quality in that team on paper was like different level. Like that yeah. team should have done way better than it did. But that was the golden generation, wasn't it? Yeah, that team should have done way better and it was unreal on paper, but this we we've got a, a high quality squad now. And I think that the like whole environment in the dressing room you can just see is way different. That team, they weren't like really playing together. They were way too focused on just trying to do as well as they can for the country. I feel like this team's a little bit more relaxed. It's yeah, apparently, like, um, like Skulls, Frank Lampard, and Gerard are three main midfield. Never talk to each other because they play for rival, rival clubs. And like, mate, they, and they were scared they were going to give away tactics, weren't and they? You've got like someone like Steven Gerrard, like absolutely love Liverpool. Like he he was Liverpool, yeah. So like he's he's always going to get that in it, especially like playing with Man United players. Like they're gonna they're gonna have some tension there. I feel like that's not necessarily there with this squad. They are probably some of the most talented players that the Premier League's ever seen. Especially Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes are three of the best midfielders that have ever been in the Premier League. And we had all three of them in the same side and it just didn't work at all. It is like it, it that that squad was never like there as a team, I don't think. Like this team is way more together and understand each other more. I was just capitalizing what you're saying. I think one of the main reasons for that is they've come up through a youth system, which has mean they've been brought up playing together. So a lot of this squad has graduated from was it the under twenties World Cup? that they won yeah. where Phil Foden or Euro Championship, something like that, where Phil Foden shone. But then there was a lot of other players who have made that step up as well. And there's been a couple of other youth teams slightly before that who were playing together and they've stepped up as well. And then you're putting in a couple of other players like Harry Kane, you will probably say someone like Sterling, Carl Walker, people who, Harry Maguire, people who are a bit further forward in that generation but they're class players there's always already such a tight-knit group they're coming in those players are coming in and complementing them and bringing the experience and everything that's needed in order to elevate this squad comparing to that 2006 generation where I'm not too sure how they got on at youth level but certainly they were brought up through their club systems and at that time you'll probably say the rivalries within the, within the Premier League were bigger was because of how much is on the line. There's been differences now because the kind of communications broken down, social media I think has played a big part in bringing footballers more down to a human level so they're not having to hold faces as much as they would have in previous years. The other thing as well is like 
like you say, back in the day, the rivalries were way more intense because there wasn't as much money in football. So teams were more reliant on like yeah. players that have come up through the youth system that like understand the rivalry, like Gerard, like him in like a Merseyside derby. The guy's like grown up in Liverpool. He's watched Liverpool. He's supported Liverpool. He's seen those rivalries. He knows what it means to play in those games. But like now, you look at teams and like. They're buying like like Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea. To be fair, actually, maybe not a good example because they have got loads of young English players coming through now. But like, you look at them in the, this summer, spending money on players like Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, spending loads of money bringing these guys in, and they're gonna have absolutely no idea what it means to play in like a London derby. Like they're gonna have watched it and yeah. whatever, and maybe heard about it. It's like Arsenal, Tottenham as well, massive rivalry. But like, does a Bamiyang really understand the North London rivalry? Like it, it's not, it's not going to be the same guys that have just come in that have heard about it, haven't really lived it, and like grown up like hating that club. But yeah, they probably do understand it a bit. You can get it from the atmosphere and whatever. But I, I just don't think it's the same. And then once the game's done, they're like happy to be pals with with um other players. Yeah, like kind of Roy Keane hits a nail on the head, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, with Maguire that's... and Stones hugging at the end, you would never get that yeah. in the previous kind of Man United game, Man United City game. But at the same time, that really benefits yeah, the national England. team. Exactly. Yeah, that's our centre back partnership. It's so that is good to see it? for England. Yeah. Going back um, to the whole "it's coming home" thing, I just love how much of like a meme that song's become. And it's great. It is great for the English side as well because it gets the whole country. Like it is genuinely like a like a way of getting people who hate football, like getting behind the England side. And yeah, if it might put a pressure on them, but it can only do good for the England side having like having the whole country behind them. Like talking about that song, I, I will never forget that that World Cup where we got to the semi-final. From like the group stages onwards, while yeah. the tournament was on, it just like felt different. Like the whole country was like oh, kind of like a bit more united. Like I know yeah. it sounds a bit cheesy or whatever. No, but... definitely. Now you got a taste yeah. of it. Like, you can see why people are so buzzing for England to do well again now. Yeah, literally from 2008. So after that 2006 World Cup, from 2008 till 2016, like. England were abysmal major tournaments and yeah. that like you could tell like the country weren't anywhere near as up for it and then that what that last World Cup the whole country like found their love for England the major tournaments yeah again. and the best thing about it is that the players didn't have the pressure going on to them in that of yeah, never playing the major tournament before and then getting that and a lot of players that are playing in this tournament were at that World Cup so they felt that and like feel like it is a bit more of a relaxed atmosphere and it yeah. is just like more of a incentive for them, more more motivation for them to actually do well. And it is, it's also a much more, I feel like it's a lot more likeable squad, this squad. Yeah. Like you, like you were saying, social we, media we've probably got, is we've a massive part of it. We've got our boy at the back, lads, Harry Maguire. Fans yeah, mate, Harry Maguire. Every, Harry in Maguire every scenario. On that, <laughs> on that unicorn. I mean, like that just made my day seeing that photo. It's such a funny photo. It's yeah. the squad, doesn't it? It makes you like really want to get yeah. behind the squad yeah, more. That's, that's even what I'm saying. Like stuff like that is like how like you can see the team is like way more together than they have been in the past. Them just like having those little team bonding. But like you say, you've got the unicorn and the meme where he's leaning over as well yeah. talking to the two birds. Yeah. What I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, one of the main reasons that the England fans are getting behind the team is because compared to 2006 and compared to probably up until that point the connection that England had had with the fans was never there. Yeah. But now, because of all of that stuff, because of the memes, because of the connection of social media, because probably you would say more people have got into football because of 
the widespread notoriety of it, it it's brought a nation together to get behind people that they feel like they know. And so I, I feel Southgate. like you're getting... Southgate. I think Southgate's a massive part of that as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I feel like he's he's come out and he's done... Probably other England managers haven't got a chance, but he's done interviews, he's done podcasts, he's done little quirky, fun things, you know, stuff like with like Lad Bible or something like that. Bringing it down to a level where the fans are actually are. And so yeah. it's there's not as much of a gap anymore. And so you feel a connection to this team. And this team will be a generational team. I would argue no matter how they do in this Euros, a lot of people will remember this team because of the World yeah. Cup. And yeah, the, the World Cup it, will be remembered for a long time. Yeah. And this, I feel like this team is going to be very similar to the squad going to the World Cup next year. They're, they're, yeah. they're a very young yeah. squad, as you said. Like you were saying with Gareth Southgate, I do agree with that. He's got a lot. He has got a lot of stick in the media, like leading up to it, and like on social media or whatever. But um, I actually think he's dealt with it like really, really well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel like he's explained himself pretty well in um in interviews. Hundred percent. So just finishing points, boys. What what do we think in terms of this tweet? Are people getting too ahead of themselves, or is it justified? I, d- I don't oh, think we can always get, too always get ahead of ourselves. That's just part of being an England fan. Yeah, and again, we've explained it's, why we have. It's not said at the start. That's the beauty of England fans. I don't think there's a more passionate fan base than England, like in terms of getting behind the team going into a major yeah. tournament. Like we're talking about the the like pressure side and like is it causing pressure? I think these players are thriving under that pressure and the hype. Phil Foden to have the audacity to get that Gaza haircut um, and yeah, all, all over his social lady. media. Uh, Euro 96 vibes and all of that. That I've got so much time for that. I've got so much time for that. I, I honestly, I love Phil Foden. That that kid yeah. is going far. Yeah. And again, like you were saying, with the connection to the team and the fans, I feel like the last time there was a connection between the fans and a team like this was probably that team with Gazar, Lineker, Shearer. Yeah. That team back then where the fans like loved them, got behind them, where Free Lions was created. I feel like that was the last time there was actually feel a connection between the team and the fans and like the fans properly got behind the team. Yeah, 100%. At the end of the day, we realise we, as England fans, do get ahead of ourselves and we may say every major tournament, but this time, it's definitely coming home. There's just no two ways about it. It's coming out on Monday. Watch we get spanked by Croatia on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... Talking about Croatia, obviously England need to overcome that team that has been a thorn in our side for so long in order to get into the promised land, which is the knockout rounds. Something that we will be deciphering and deciding today. So, as you know from last week's episode, which you've obviously watched, and if you haven't, what on earth are you doing? Stop this podcast right now and listen to that cracking episode going through all the groups who we have decided who to go through and why. So you'll know the context of what we're talking about here. But just to refresh anyone who has listened to it, we do have obviously our eight round of 16 games, starting with Belgium, Sweden, Italy, Ukraine, France, Turkey, Croatia, Poland, Spain, Austria, England, Portugal, Netherlands, Germany, and Switzerland, Denmark. So without pissing about for too long, let's get straight into it, lads. So Belgium, Sweden, who are we saying? Only one winner there, Belgium. Belgium. I've got I've got a lot of time for Sweden. I think they're they're a squad that do well at major tournaments, but yeah. um 
Belgium are just Belgium are just well, better. They are far better. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sweden are a team that will get through against other sides like Sweden, but then like yeah, they're out of their depth. There, Belgium, Belgium will win that. Yeah. So yeah. then straight onto it, Italy, Ukraine. Now, obviously, Ukraine did beat Spain. Mate, I've got a lot of time for Ukraine. I haven't seen play a match, but I'm looking by their squad and their results. I've actually got a decent. I think they've got a decent shot against Italy. Nah, but haven't it's Italy? Italy haven't Italy so not been beaten in? Win it. I don't know Mate, where they're coming from with that. Like, Italy, like, what is it? A great squad. I mean, most of their players play in the Serie A, which is probably out of the four leagues in like the four major leagues, probably the weakest at the moment. Mate, I disagree with that one hundred percent, Bali. When you say it's the weakest, Syria, Syria, especially like of late, has become so much more competitive and so much so better. much better to watch. Teams like Atlanta and Lazio, Might be better to watch. Atlanta, not great this season, though. mate. Teams like Atlanta and Didn't Lazio have they've got their Champions League. He, he has yeah, absolutely no idea. I'm putting out there. Yeah, Atlanta but came third. I think. Italy, like you say, is a lot of Serie A players, but I think the quality in Serie A now is way higher, and I think it's a way yeah. more... What Lazio have got, and what I feel like will be key if Italy are going to succeed, they've got Immobile, Immobile who's Immobile. done sick in qualifiers with his scoring, but he hasn't scored in three major tournaments. So if he's able to be on the firing front for Italy, I think Italy will be dangerous. He's a different. He's a completely different player to those other tournaments. Immobile over the last five seasons, I saw a stat the other day, has averaged twenty-one goals a season over the last five seasons. That's a ridiculous stat. But over he was still seasons. playing in previous tournaments. Yeah, mate, that's in the series. Yeah, but that Probably. over four years, he's played what the World Cup they didn't go to, so he wasn't there two years ago. So four years ago would have been the last one when he was just like kind of kind of getting going. I think Italy are dark horses. I think Italy have got a great chance against Belgium in that I, game. Uh, you look at their team and it's not awful. They they have improved in massively. How can you tell though? Mate, they haven't conceded a goal in like eight games. Mancini has completely changed that side. From a side that didn't make it to the World Cup to, three years ago now, to the side they are now is is a ridiculous improvement, and they they I'm telling you now they will do well in this tournament. Oh, I don't know that it is it's sort of going for them, but yeah, that that's that about the like they've lost in sixteen. I think it was twenty six actually. But if you look at the games they played, it's so re- like, recently they beat right. they beat Czech Republic four nil, San yeah, Marino obviously, the and then other other teams. Lithuania, um, Northern Netherlands, they've beaten, yeah, drew with Netherlands, then beat Netherlands earlier on. I'm sure there's like a stat that like they haven't conceded in eight games. And I don't care who you're playing at international level, that's still on. Germany conceded to Latvia. They beat them 7-1, but they still Mate, conceded. Apart from Netherlands, the last, so the last hard team they played, they lost against Portugal. Yeah, and that was in 2018. Yeah, that's the last hard team they played. <laughs> So I don't Last think hard team. They played. They played Holland. Yes, yeah, to be fair, they, they beat Holland and drew to and drew. Poland to aren't a pushover. Czech Republic, uh, mate. Czech Republic beat or drew to, with England recently. Czech Republic have soy Czech, but yeah, no, I man, think I'm, I'm telling yeah, you, fair, no, I'm definitely yeah, Italy over Ukraine. But I'm oh, just. But I, I would say Ukraine. Really, Ukraine. On the radio today, I heard two like two pundits say Italy were going to win it, and I just don't understand where they're mate. getting that from. Bartley, you have no idea. Honestly, Italy are Italy. I've got Italy down as my dark horses. Hey, on, for paper, like on paper, on paper, look at the scores. On paper, is Italy getting the top four squads? 
Probably, yeah, mate. They've got uh, good players in that. I sport. wouldn't say they get on paper they're not, but well, no, like, I wouldn't Belgium, say they'd win it either. But I think they'll do a lot better than people think they will. I would say Belgium, France. I think do about as good as people think. I England. Think Belgium, France, England, Portugal have got a better squad on paper. I would say. Yeah. Apart from that, it's Italy are probably fifth. I'd say Germany have. Mm, Germany. I would oh, say yeah. Spain. I would say Germany and Italy. Italy, Spain, and Germany are fairly similar. Yeah. Mm. I feel like Spain. Yeah. Maybe well, Germany. We'll, get, we'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk about Germany and Spain soon. But we just team we just touched on talking about squads. France v Turkey. Who are we saying? France. One there. I, I do yeah. have a lot of time for Turkey, but I, I do have a lot of time. I think they will do. I think they'll it's either flop shot, though, or they'll do a lot better than a lot of people think. Sorry. It's hard to predict a shock. Like a shock will happen in one of the last sixteen games, but when you're doing predictor, you gotta go for the best team. Do you, do you know one here? Croatia, Poland. Yeah, I genuinely shock. think Poland uh, might have them. I don't think Poland uh, are that good though. I mean, if it was any other team, I think maybe, but I don't think Poland because Croatia is an aging squad, and we there was you know, a lot of debate with putting Croatia second. You know who? No, I'm Poland. I'm sure the team that come third in Poland's group was Sweden. I, I would fancy Sweden to beat Croatia. Poland, I'm not so... I just don't think Poland have enough across the board. They have yeah. got, like, the better, more standout players, but in terms of, like, a squad or, like, a, they, they a whole Lewandowski 11... And two good goalkeepers. Yeah, but what? You can only play one either. I reckon that'll be a competitive game because, yeah, Croatia are not the same team that they were. I definitely think Poland could have them, though. Yeah, I, I'm honestly... I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'll I'm go Croatia over Poland. There. I'm down to put Poland, if nothing, for the controversy. Wait, Charlie, so you're saying Poland, Kane? I'm saying Croatia. Charlie, it's up to you, lad. Oh, I am on the fence. To be fair, my view on it is like, does it really matter? Because whoever goes through here is getting absolutely that is, twatted yes, by France. In the you say round. Poland for the controversy. Yeah, let's just put Poland through. <laughs> Big up Poland. And then we have Spain v Austria. I think a lot of people are underrating Spain this tournament, but I don't yeah. think they have Austria. Austria just looks so toothless against England. Mate, Spain, I think, have actually have got quite a lot of young talent in their squad. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think Spain are like not dark horses, obviously. Everyone like rates Spain, but they'll do well. Like, I don't think yeah. they're going to crash yeah. out early doors. Yeah, I, I think they'll do it. Right. Yeah, and to be to be fair, like I think Austria, like their squad on paper actually isn't terrible. It's like a decent squad, but yeah, I, I agree with you. They are a bit toothless and... Um, they normally are quite underwhelming at major tournaments. So yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't see. It's like the last sixteen team, Spain. aren't they? I was getting to yeah. the last sixteen. And right. Switzerland. Now onto the big one. This is the Ronaldo Rooney rematch. Even though one of them's retired, England v Portugal. I well, genuinely think I, we can I have them. England. My head's telling me Portugal. Mate, I, I genuinely I, think we can have them. But I, 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 we can have them on our day. We can definitely have them. I say our squad's about as good. If that is the game that happens there, that will be a fucking great game. Also, it'll be at Wembley, and if all things go well, we'll have forty-five thousand fans at Wembley yeah. for the game. Boom, yeah, Ronaldo. That, that that's oh, another please. thing. To be fair, that I don't even think we've mentioned once on this podcast. Like the fact that only home fans are allowed in is going to be a massive, massive thing. I but, think um, it's whether Portugal can gel because their team is class. No, they have got a class team, but so that that game could eat. Genuinely easily go either way, and I think whoever wins that game is making the final uh, from I think this half. I think yeah, very similar to Portugal's in the sense we got a lot of like class talent, but at the same time we sort of got a few gaps where we shouldn't have gaps. Like 
centre-backs I'm thinking about. How tested is our team as well? We've talked about Italy playing relatively easy teams. In our World Cup qualification, nothing oh, yeah. like that, we're not playing any like great teams. Well, yeah, but no one does in World Cup qualification. Yeah, the, the everyone's thing, in the same boat. But I'm, I'm, talk, I'm saying like Germany and Spain have played each other. Portugal, I think, have had a couple of hard games. Even Italy have played Netherlands. I'm genuinely asking, who have we played who's high quality? The thing, um, the thing that I will take that like was was a little while ago now, but we're in the Nations League when we got to like semi final and Stones fucked up against Holland, we 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 were unreal and we beat Spain. Two thousand was only Spain and Croatia, but still, I think go around back on Croatia. Know, Croatia team as well because that was a year that, after. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. literally yeah. just after. Um, um, yeah, you raise a good point there. I'm, I'm not playing your starting eleven in either the two warm up games of forty euros is. I'm not sure. That was partly that. because of the Champions League and yeah, the league, was, and yeah, they were just getting back. Media, but... But you could definitely done in the second game. But I yeah. think the, the other thing is as well, like you did have some players there that he just wanted to get minutes in, I think. Like Grealish obviously come back late in yeah. the season. So him playing two games Henderson. wasn't a bad thing. Well, like, Henderson Godfrey coming on getting some gone. minutes. I don't think he'd done like a terrible thing with the teams he played. Maybe These... the players that played in the Champions League, like Foden, Mount, Stones, like you say, could have done with like maybe 30 minutes at the end of the second game or yeah. so just to yeah, have just a little one out. But, but yeah, like even like down to like, um, oh, I had him in my head, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Just a question. If you get injured while the tournament's going on, can you bring a new player in? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure though, to be fair. I think so though. I'm pretty sure you can. Maybe not after the group stage. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to check that. But I'm just thinking, if I'm hoping you don't play Maguire on Sunday. He's not. Maybe on Friday. Has he confirmed that? Yeah. I reckon he'll play him against um, Scotland. Because I'm not being funny, but whether he wants to play him or not, Maguire is going to be pushing to start that game. Everyone's going to want to play that game. I've heard he's going to play Shaw left centre-back. No, this is not the time to experiment, Gareth. Yeah, yeah mate, he's literally it. never played there. Well, I'd, I would understand it more if he's playing Carl Walker right since. Well, back. no, but I've, I, yeah. what I'm, he's definitely playing Walker's right. So what I'm hearing from what Bartley's saying is it's going to be stones in the middle with Walker and Luke yeah. Shaw either side. Yeah, I would rather yeah. have Mings than Luke Shaw playing left centre back. Yeah, hundred yeah. I'd rather Luke Shaw bobbing up and down the left. So we haven't really talked about Portugal, and I'm like wary of the time. But Portugal, they do have a class team. They've got the big man the Ronaldo. The one, then they've the one... got. The one thing I'll say about Ronaldo is, uh, I said this the other day um, on me and Bartley made an appearance on, uh, while we had Brandon on from the Division P podcast, me and Bartley made a cheeky little appearance on there the other day, talking about all things Euros again. But I mentioned this on there. I think he's aging now. He's old. He's not the same player he was. I saw him time and time again in the Champions League this season, turn up and be more or less non-existent. A shadow of the man that it, you know we all know Ronaldo to be. And I think the biggest thing that speaks up for me is, yeah, he scored loads of goals in Serie A this season. He he was he was class, but Juventus left him out of that last game of the season, and they needed yeah. to win that to get Champions League. For me, that just speaks volumes. You know, like if he was if he was the Ronaldo of old, then he's the first name on the team sheet in every game you're playing. And, and to leave him from, out of a game of that Ronaldo size, against England, he'll be the best player on the pitch. Well, I don't know if he will, because hearing from a lot of Juventus fans, what they've said is Juve play better as a team-wise when Ronaldo's not on the pitch. Yeah, because yeah. the other thing as well, and, and especially with Portugal, 
Portugal are in a kind of delicate situation where, like, in previous years and in previous major tournaments, it's worked just giving Ronaldo the ball. Obviously, he's Ronaldo, and then he, he's, like, done unreal, and he's always been good for Portugal. But this year, he's old. He's not going to be able to, to, like, he's not going to have the same engine he has. I know he's, like, a supreme athlete, and he's really fit, but he's not going to have the same engine that he has had. And if they do just try and rely on Ronaldo, they don't have to do that now. They've got a really good squad around him. They've got Jota. But Ronaldo's been doing it by himself for so long. Do you reckon he'll be able to let? This is what I'm saying. I feel like Ronaldo's just going to, especially if it's games, Ronaldo, all his career is just like basically tried to take the game by the scruff of his neck himself and just go for it himself, like go past four people and score. I mean, again, he's still got it in him to do that. He has, but it's way less likely to happen now than it was five years ago or even yeah. less. Than- I mean, Ronaldo for Portugal is, is a completely, he's a different man. Like, he yeah. always turns up for Portugal. But, mate, he's not a different man because he does that for, he's done that his entire career at club level as well. It's not like he's shit for Real Madrid, comes to Portugal and he's unreal. No, he's done he's that for Real Madrid, bro. He, it's not play, like- there's no way he'll play like, I don't know what you're saying about, like, his, his engine will run out or whatever. It's like it's four games in two weeks. He can definitely hack that, mate. It's it's rapid. It's rapid succession games, and even not even this year. No, to since, get, he's, like, since he's been at Juventus, they've like originally were kind of taking the approach of like playing him two weeks, then like giving him a week off, and then going again the week after, and like they would rest him on weekends before Champions League games because he is old and he's not going to be able to play ninety minutes week in week out, two games a week, and the Euros is. It's not as many games as the league season, of course it's not, but it is games coming thick and fast. And it's not like they're in an easy two group. weeks of having Champions League football, though. He'll definitely do that. Well, it's not. You don't play games four days over and over again. It's not exactly like it's, it's a group where they're going to have it one, two games in, and he can rest the third game. They've got that group with France and Germany. He's going to have to play. They might even play Hungary first. And they can rest him against Hungary, to be fair, I suppose. But but... Preferably, you would want... Hungary coming in either between or after to give him a respite then. Yeah, I mean, whoever's got Hungary last has, is, has got it the best, I suppose. So but then do, you again, reckon, do you reckon that if England are able to contain Ronaldo, they've won the game? Because let's not get it wrong, Portugal still have a class team. Nah, absolutely not. Yeah, no. this, is what, this is what Charlie was saying, isn't it? They, they've still got amazing players, especially going forward. Mate, Bruno Fernandes has, I mean, there's been some question marks over him doing it in big games for Man United, but it's a completely different prospect in a completely different team. And he is a quality player. And you've got Bruno Fernandes, Jota's, who's had an unreal season. Jao Felix, who's Diaz. unreal. Um, yeah, Ruben Diaz at the back, Jao Cancelo. You've got Neves, Moutinho. Yeah, you, the, the list goes on. They have got an incredible squad. So, yeah, they're dangerous. Of course they are. But like I said, again, everything we're saying is massively just like trying to convince ourselves that England are going to win the game. This that game... It's what we need to be careful of, isn't it? Yeah. If we can justify how England's getting through and it being logical, then we put them through. Yeah, yeah. But I again, with this game, I think this game is massively on a knife edge. Either of those sides can win that game. And like I said earlier, it's, it is a decent... There's some good teams in this half of the, of the route, but... I think whoever wins that game got to get to the final because yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a huge game. And I, I can't see... If they can beat them, then what, they can beat the saying then? Who, Who's going through? The Dude. reason I'm saying England is because you look at some of the best players in that Portugal team. Jota has been pocketed by various players in that England team in the season. Fernandes, Maguire knows what he's like. He's played with him and... 
Stones has also stopped Fernandez this season. And then you have other players within that England team who are leaders and have it within them, the creativity. And then you have a striker like Kane. Diaz wasn't always able to keep Kane quiet. To be honest, the more we talk about it, the more I think it's Portugal. I feel like our teams oh, are very similar, so but they're a little like you compare, say, like Grealish to Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes is probably better. Ronaldo to Kane. Ronaldo is probably better. I would argue at this right moment now, in time, you would say Ronaldo is better than Kane. I would say, I, I would player. say, I, think I, would, big I would say he that. is, but I would say over a major tournament in the round of 16 after a few games. I would fancy maybe Kane to, to do a job over. Mate, no, that's Kane, Kane this him. season. Yeah, he's already a world class striker and he's talked about as a world class striker. This season, he's reached like a level that he he has. He he, he was a different level this year. Yeah. Top, go, top well, scorer. No, don't be wrong. He's not an unreal striker. Like, he's definitely world class. Mate, he, he got the most goals and the most assists in arguably the toughest league in the world yeah, yeah. in a terrible team as well. Let's not forget that that Spurs side were shocking this year. Like yeah. proper bad. They finished. Where did they finish? Seventh. And they had yeah, the top scorer. Awesome. They had a man in that side who was top scorer and top assister. And they finished seventh. Imagine that if that was a good Spurs team as well. Imagine what he would have been like. The numbers he would have created. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think again as well. The other thing, but yeah, like 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 we've we what I've said. It, I I think it is massively on knife edge that game. Proper 50-50 could go either way. But I feel like. The deciding factor in that game will purely be the fact that England are going to have fans and Portugal yeah. won. So oh, I'm yeah. saying and if it is at England, Wembley, because Portugal will... Yeah, let's uh, say England then. Yeah, England. Lovely stuff. It's done. All right, we're through to the quarterfinals, lads. Netherlands, Germany. This is also... Who's... This is a massive rivalry as well. Uh, I tell you what, you lot... Is it? Football, isn't it? You lot better get um better get ready for another two and a half hour special. Because oh, we, we've I got Germany. I, fancy I would say Germany oh, as well. The thing Do you is, really right, fancy Netherlands. Netherlands I don't think Netherlands taking some Netherlands of their best ready. players. Nah, you know what? I I, oh, I do like I do like. Ah, oh, I don't know. You know what? Yeah, I think, Netherlands' preparation has been pretty shoddy, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've got a solid squad. I feel like the main issue with uh, Netherlands for me is I don't think the ball is a good enough manager. I think, no, that's, I, need to that's, I. I think that's what lets him down, to be honest. If you get kicked out of a yeah, Premier League no, I'll, I'll, four games I'll, I'll, in... I'll, I'll go Germany. I will go Germany. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, Germany aren't, aren't the same side they were. Um, no, no, they're not. But at the same time, I don't know. I can definitely... Yeah, never, yeah, nah, yeah. Heroes, yeah we'll not. go Germany. That was a cracking two-and-a-half-hour discussion. I really enjoyed that. And so we got Switzerland-Denmark as our final... Um, round of 16. Now, this, I would say, is more of a discussion. No, I'm not, I'm not watching this game. <laughs> when this we, had both, Mate, that, we had both pegged these game. teams as dark horses. Yeah, we had, right? And But if I had to pick two, the dark horses I would pick for this tournament are Italy and Denmark. Well, I think Denmark have got a genuine shot at beating either Germany or Holland in that quarterfinal and oh, making the semis. Oh, it's tough to say. Like, on paper, they're scored... Are not better, like they're just not better than either of those teams. Who Denmark, mate? Denmark have got a good squad on paper, body. You have this like thing in your head, and you've had it every single time we've talked, even off of podcasts when we what? talk about it. Just like when we're out, you have this thing in your head that like Denmark is shit and have no one. Denmark have got a good squad, they do, they have, they've got they do have a good squad. They've got Eric, they've got Casper Michael, Ericsson. Uh, are we gonna have to get the squad up again? 
Go on. For sake, we've done Go it about on. eight times, mate. So they've got on. Delaney, Braithwaite, Schmeichel, Cal Calger. How do you say his name? The AC Milan guy. Um, they've Josh, got Hoiberg. Oh, Hoiberg. Casper. They've got they've got Skov as well. Hoiberg, yeah, Hoiberg, Vestergaard. Mate, Denmark's preparation for the Euro, they have had some huge results. They've like smashed some teams about and won some big games. I'm it's telling you, Denmark will do one well. And they drew to Germany. Exactly. That's who they fucking got in the next game, you knob. Yeah. Mate, but Germany dominated. <sighs> Mate, you can dominate a game in the Euros and lose on pens. Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still about Germany. Wait, this isn't even the right this game. Yeah, I'm not yeah. definitely. Bro, you're going, you're going one ahead. Mate, they... <laughs> definitely Denmark over Switzerland. Yeah, they I don't like Austria, you know, he's, been, he's been Mate, debating the wrong Denmark. round. All right, so we're getting on to our first quarterfinal. So now we have. Oh, this is going to be a long Belgium <laughs> v Italy. Belgium v Italy. Oh, I'm ready, on, boys. Charlie. I'm ready because because this on. is this is me versus you two. I'm going Italy. How are you going Italy against Belgium? Listen, right, hear me out here. Belgium are always right. Have always had the like most talented squad. They're always like, ah, oh, there's loads of hype about them before the tournament. They never perform to the extent that people think they should. And I, I don't think it's going to be different. They got to the semi final of last World Cup. Yeah, they and did. They were yeah, just beaten by a class. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. By a but, French side that got absolutely smashed. But, but, I think, right, Belgium, I don't, I don't know, I, I honestly, I just think Italy are a completely different team this year. They're defensively sound as fuck, and Belgium have got a good squad. Lukaku's been it's unreal this year. But Hazard, Hazard, they reckon Hazard's not even going to start for Belgium this year. That's yeah, and you wouldn't, much, you probably wouldn't start. Man. And he was their guy in that World Cup. He was like, he, he was like that Chelsea Hazard. He was, like, he was the main man. Exactly. But then they've still got... You they've look got, at their midfield. They've got De Bruyne. They've got, got, got Tielemans, who is class. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. But again, they've got Dendonka. And the thing that I think that I can see that in Belgium down, so I don't think their defence is good enough. And they play that weird formation where they play like three centre-halves and then just slap as many attacking players on the pitch as they can. And Italy's strength has always been and will always be that they are fucking incredible defensively. And still don't get me wrong, Belgium have players like De Bruyne who can, who can yeah. unlock a team and Lukaku who can score goals. They, they've got, they have got it in them to beat them. And I'm not going to argue with you at the fact that Belgium should win that game and are favourites. But I just think Italy will win that game. I've got, I, I honestly, I think Italy will do incredibly well in this tournament. Italy go out first round. <laughs> Don't make it out of the groups. Finish bottom. I would, I'm, I'm putting Belgium. I just think Belgium got a bit. And it, like you say, like they got an aging squad. This is probably like last chance saloon for Belgium to do well. Yeah, this, this and is, they're going to absolutely smack. They're going to go that's, back. But that's the through. thing. This is like their golden generation, yeah. And the golden generation has basically been wasted. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, say I it's been really wasted. Like, like, how has it not been wasted? Last. What have they done? Made a semi-final of a World Cup. Well, they came third in the World Cup. I mean, granted, World granted Cup. England got fucking Cup. gassed about that, but still, what? Yeah. They did better than us last World Cup. Only because they beat us in the fucking third or fourth place playoff. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to put Belgium through because, like I said, I think they're favourite. Well, Italy do have a good defence, don't they? I'm telling you, Italy are sound. They're a sound side and they will do way better. Than, well, like you and said, but, well, but you I'm literally like, said earlier, punters were tipping them to win. I, I think they'll get like quarterfinals. 
semi-finals. That, Which is where good. we put them. It's shocking. I Just think I've looked at Belgium's defence. I've looked at Belgium's defence and Belgium's defence isn't great at all. Belgium's defence They've got Alderweireld. They've got Alderweireld. They've got Castagna. Castagna's a quality player. No, but Castagna, they don't... Belgium's formation, right? They play three centre-backs and then they play Tielemans and Dendonka in midfield with like Castagna right mid, then Forgan Hazard or whoever left mid and then two like CAMs in a striker. It's like the most fucked up form. They literally just slap like it's seven attacking players, three centre-backs and a keeper. It's basically Um, like three centre-backs and a keeper. Just keep it down to whatever you can and then just let the attacking players try and score as many as they can. Who did you play three at the back then? It's ben like older, we're all Jason Denier, and uh, Man I can't even remember who one is. I'm I'm down to put Italy. Yes, oh, come mate. on, Kian. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not. We're not. I persuaded the boy. Like, also, it's hypothetical. So you're going off like on paper. Belgian squad is better. But again, there's always like shit that there's happens in Euros. Upset, there's it? always upsets. There is always upsets, but like. Oh. I'm I'm, put, I'm, I'm I'm down to put Italy. I feel like Bartley's just not got it in him to fight the point out. Yeah. <laughs> that is a game of like attack versus defence, but Italy have got enough about them going forward to score. And yeah. I think... As we defense... said, they got Immobile. Is Italy's that defence that great though? Have they got Wait, centre-backs? It... Chiellini, Benucci. Chiellini, Benucci. I mean, you talk about Ronaldo not making it to the last 16. It's yeah. a different... It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different game being a centre-back to different fucking... Different position, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's not that's that like, that's like, that's like going oh a keeper's 38 like oh he's past no, no, no. a keeper and center back's very different well it's not really that's a fucking run especially considering i'm not belgium are going to have the ball so italy are going to be sitting back then it's not like the fucking center half's going to be bombing forward they make it in the soon, first place. so getting on to italy's opponents in the next round france v poland who are we saying it's got to be Poland, boy, surely. Lewandowski's surely just got Poland. too much. Lewandowski would just rip him up. Uh, to be honest with you, I've already put him through. This, this, yeah. we've, we've discussed yeah, that, but we've got, right. we've got more to discuss. Just put France through and move yeah. on, boys. So who are, we, who are we saying? Spain or England? I think... I'm I'm quite happy putting England. Yeah, I, I do just think England are better than Spain at the moment. Yeah, I think Spain... They've got a good. They've got a lot of good young talent, um, similar to England again. But I, I just think England. I think if we can beat Portugal, we can beat Spain. Yeah, I yeah, I I just think yeah, England have just got uh, more quality than Spain, and yeah, I, I just do. And I think the England players, you know, I think we can't underestimate a lot of the young players having played in the Champions League and Europa League final. Yeah. I think is a massive thing. So I think, yeah, I think the, I mean, again, Spain are going to have players that have played in Champions Leagues and whatever, but I, I just think England have got a bit, a bit more about them. Um, 100%. Even down to like the, the old wiser heads like Henderson, Harry Kane, Sterling, I think even they've just got a bit more to offer than, I mean, Spain did have like Busquets in, but he's gone home with COVID. I don't yeah, think he's gone COVID any. as well, isn't he? And yeah, they don't have Ramos either. Yeah, they've um, Even De Gea's, De Gea's been talked about not even starting in goal. Yeah, Why? Um, they've got keeper? another. They've got another young goalkeeper. Something, Unai Simons. Mate, so that's Unai Matt, Simons. Has he gone? Sergio Rico played for Sevilla and PSG bought him this season. Played ten games from. Not gone. Yeah, he's looking. Huge. He's he's taken Robert Sanchez, the Brighton goalkeeper. Jesus no Christ. Way. Yeah, and that's Spain over. That's over people like Asensio, Paul Lopez, um, Rico. Other people. Other, definitely, yes, definitely other people. 
Uh, that'll be yeah, interesting. But... They they do have a couple of players. They've got Pedri, who's class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do I I, I just think England are able to have yeah, this Spain team. Not, it's not the best squad, Spain squad. All right, so we'll go on to Germany, Denmark now. Who are we saying? We've obviously pegged Denmark as a bit of a dark horse, but obviously Germany, Germany. Hey. Right, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, boys. I'm all here for Denmark on this, like being serious. No, I can't, I can't lie. You convinced me on Italy, but you can't convince me on Denmark. Let, let Denmark? me give it a shot. Let me give it a shot. No, all right. No. All right, go ahead. Right, listen, firstly, we've already spoken about the fact that Denmark have played Germany already and drawn to them and they've beaten England. They have got it in them to beat big sides. Like, they've got it in to put cause an upset, but oh, Germany... Man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I massively fancy Denmark for that game. Well, not massively, but... I've already had one upset. I'm, I'm, I'm going 65% Denmark. I'm going I'm 70% Germany. That's, yeah, I'm not, more, that's not fully self, I'm 65% mate. Germany. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that 100% Germany are going to win that game because obviously Denmark could win it. Mate, like... Germany aren't... Germ, Germany haven't played great, but the players aren't pants. Germany have been mate, be shocking fair, of late, no, right? Uh, mate, I know it was against Latvia, but I watched the highlight against Latvia. They were just like... Mate, ring ground. That, they, they were different gravy. Against Latvia, they still conceded. And who did they play the game before Wait, no, Latvia? sorry. Who did they beat like 7-0? Was that Latvia? That, they, they beat Latvia 7-1, yeah. Wait, hang Latvia, on. Yeah, no, but to be fair, that Latvia goal, he's pinged it from about 30 yards. Yeah, it was an absolute screamer, wasn't it? But, so they beat Latvia 7-1, right? Their results before that, they drew 1-1 at home to fair. Denmark. <laughs> no one's arguing that Germany's results. They drew 1-1 at home good. to Denmark. They lost 2-1 at home to North Macedonia. They beat Romania 1-0. They lost 6-0 to Spain in, the, yeah, in their no, last Nations League game. When, 6 when... fucking nil. When Spain won their second Euro title back-to-back, they weren't doing great coming into it. England beat Spain just before they won their next Euros. Just because you're playing terribly in Mate. the matches before doesn't show that you're going to have a terrible tournament. Germany because at the I... end of the day, and at the yeah, end of the day, they're bringing, in, they're bringing in players who are experienced in playing in these tournaments. For me, that's, and one, so... of the, that's one of the worst things they've done, right? And I'll tell you why, yeah. Germany went on a rebuild. They stripped loads of lo- loads of their older players, have gone for this young talent, which let's not forget, like, are still fucking great players. Like, they've got Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sane. They've got Leon Goretzka playing for them. They've got, they've got a, a good, a great young team. But they've done that. And with the players they've had, they've still been fucking dreadful. The, them results speak for themselves. And the, the manager has come out, basically admitted defeat and brought these old guys back in where again we've spoken about it before so they've not had like the the year two years to like integrate as a group like everyone else in the tournament has to be fair and when you say loads of old guys like who is, is it it's Müller Hummels who is that it Müller, Hummel. well even, that if, it? even if that's not it the fact that they will shit before those two players ain't going to change your fucking whole team is two it? players can change a team you saw how much Bruno Fernandes changed Man United <laughs> Yeah, that is true. I think Germany but, are not to be sniffed at for a major tournament. Mate, I'm... I, Germany, Denmark massively to be sniffed at. I, I, I don't fancy Germany at all. I, th- I think they are a shadow of the side. I don't think they're the same side they are. And to be I mean, fair, it's going to take them a few years. Like Havertz, to commit to that rebuild. maybe wasn't like that great a year ago. He's come in some major form recently. You can see, even say Werner's like, he's been a lot better recently. I'm, I'm definitely down to put Germany but, through. But you'll probably start Müller anyway. Telling you that's a mistake, lads. Mate, they drew with Denmark at home literally eight days ago. 
And they're playing that Denmark isn't in the fate. tournament. Why are you saying that's like a bad thing when they're playing Denmark? Well, no, I'm not. I'm saying that like Denmark, like Denmark didn't beat them. them. Well, yeah, but fucking mate, I, I'm telling you that's a mistake. Away from home, Denmark drew with Germany. Mate, Germany had like 18 shots. Denmark had three. Yeah, and they still mate having they, shots don't mean fuck all if you ain't scoring. Yeah, true. And but they Denmark, Denmark, over, Denmark over is sound ways. defensively as well. Schmeichel is unreal for Denmark, and their defense always pulls they up. Got Neuer. Denmark as a squad. Like Schmeichel, they got Neuer. Well, yeah, they and do Leno. have Neuer, but still, mate, Leno's shot. Fuck Leno. No, he's and, not, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I fancy Denmark <laughs> there. Not. Denmark, Denmark will do. Denmark are getting. Denmark will win that right. game. <laughs> Matty, he down to put Germany. Yes. I'm going to Italy in this next semi-final as well. You're going oh, Italy against France. Fuck off you are. Charlie's going to stubborn mode now, isn't he? No, I'm joking. I'm not. But, mate, I'm telling you, Denmark will beat Germany. We'll see when right, the game come, happens. Come, we'll, we'll see when we'll the game happens. happens. And if they lose, you can't even slag me off Charlie's because they're better. All right. All right. So, um, semi-final, Italy-France. Who are we saying? France, please. France. <laughs> please do an easy one. Because <laughs> we're going to talk a long time about the next one. <laughs> you don't even need to debate it. Italy have been yeah. calm. They've improved. And we've France admitted they've improved. Don't try it and argue it. Listen, yeah. Um, I, 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 I do think France are going to win the game. But, right, let me just throw a little spanner in the way. Let me play devil's advocate here. Let me play devil's advocate here. We get it. You like right. Italy. <laughs> no, I do like Italy. But any outside of Italy, fuck Italy, right? We've we haven't spoken about France at all because it's been an easy run, right? This is the first hard team they've got, and in years gone past, France have always had a fucking unreal squad, yeah. And they went through a period where they were like abysmally shite because their squad like hated each other, and they used to go to major tournaments and like fucking have fights at training and shit. Yeah. And let me not lie to you, right? Benzema's come back in. Benzema is cancerous to that team, yeah, and. France have been France for like Mbappe and Mbappe's fuming at Giroud, they, isn't listen, it? Listen, they've is been it? France for these tournaments. Yeah. Benzema's come back in, he's been in there for about a week. All of a sudden, they're all snipping at each other in the media. Giroud's going, Oh, when we if we win, we'll go on a co-kart race, making it a joke with Benzema. All of a sudden, Giroud comes out in the in the in the press and says, Oh, people aren't passing to me. And Mbappe wants to go and steam into a press conference and have it out. Yeah, Mbappe wanted to organize his own press Mate, conference to address that. And and let's not lie, Mbappe is a fucking key player. And if if the if the squad isn't happy and they're not playing well together, and you've got Benzema out, Giroud being the main man up front in that group that they've got as well, with Mbappe on the wing, and you know if he's if him and Giroud ain't getting along and they're not linking up, it can cause handbags throughout the squad. Their friends are gonna be like start. I do involved. think I do think I'm it's important you, France, to mention that France are a volatile squad, always they have are. been, and that little snap there could spark something. And don't get me wrong, they're still France, so I'm not I'm. I'm putting France into the final. We'll put, we'll put France forward, but I think I think it is important because France of the history, they obviously had when Benzema was in the squad, the Valbuena-Benzema um, scandal before. There, so there's, there's a reason he hasn't been picked for all these years. Yeah. And the geese has been in the squad for about five seconds and there's already handbags. Granted, he's not directly involved, but you're te- uh, he's definitely saying, he's definitely got things to say behind the scene because I've heard yeah, apparently he's, he's like a proper person, cunt he? as a person as well. Yeah. So, but we'll see. We'll see if let me, it, let me, that let me makes just, a let difference. Let me just drop that out there and play devil's advocate, boys. 
we'll see if that makes a difference in the grand final. But firstly, we need their opponent. So finally, England v Germany. Our boys have got to the semi-finals of a major tournament again. I think this game... Can we do it against Germany, man? That's too emotional. Can we beat them on penalties? The thing is, I think, right, on paper, this is the easiest game that England will have played in the route that we've given them. Portugal and Spain, I think, are both better than Germany. So I do think England can win that. But like you said, it is a case of, you know, the old enemy, like it's England versus Germany. Um, Yeah. I think it's more a case of how much much did Germany love beating England in most tournaments as well, especially on penalties. If that game goes to penalties, I'm turning it off. I'm just accepting defeat. But mate, I I honestly think England, especially it's it's at Wembley as well. Semis and the final were both at Wembley. So yeah, I definitely think we got Germany. Definitely. I think we'll win that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like, I'd like me. How have we got England yeah. to the final yeah. of the Euros? It was always going to happen. When well, it's it. happening in real life, boys. I think so if, yeah, if we were going to put them out, we would have put them out against Portugal. They were going yeah. to win yeah. the last 16. We said, we said at the Portugal game, whoever wins that game is making the final. And I 100% believe that. I think on top of our group, whoever we play in that round of 16 game, whoever wins that is going to the final, I reckon. So here we have it. We have the final of Euro 2020. I can't lie to you, boys. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. I'm, act- I'm acting like we actually have got to the final. I imagine, uh, imagine the Wembley as well. Imagine that day. Jesus Christ, that would be fucking beautiful. Hey, by the final, do you reckon they'll have like full full capacity? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon. Let me just pick, let me just set the scene for you, right? England are in training camp. They've just beaten Germany, the old enemy, in the semi-final, right? They're all having a whale of a time in their pool. Harry Maguire's back on the unicorn, loving life, right? Jordan Pickford's had a, just saved the just saved the last penalty in the shootout against Germany. We've done it again. We're there. We're in the final. We've we've got to the big one, right? On the other side, of, on, the, on the other side of things, you go into France's camp. Tension. They've they've. It's been tense in the camp all tournament. Benzema and Giroud have been been biting each other. Mbappe's not happy with Giroud. There's a few other things rising there. Griezmann's had a few handbags. Kante's sex tape's been leaked. <laughs> yeah, Benzema's got hold of that of, of Kante's sex tape, slapped it all over all over the internet. There's there's tensions, and then all of a sudden, yeah, someone someone does something to Kante. That's it. All hell breaks loose. Scrapping in the scrapping at training. All hate each other. Turn up to the final with black eyes. England. Kante's biting off ears. England doing four 0 when it comes home, boys. Yeah, I reckon if we've if we've that's, got that's to the, the final, line. if we've got to the final, we'll win the final. I mean, I, well, we, won't, we might do an England Rugby World Cup where we pull all out all the socks and do one of the best performances ever in the semi final, and then the, the final we just crumble. Well, no, I, I, the don't, momentum. I, I don't think that will happen because the whole thing with the Rugby World Cup is like they had New Zealand in the semi-final who were the best team. So they had to put everything into that game. Uh, but France are the best team. So like, it is like, that's the game that you're going to get up for and like, give it your everything. So I do, I, I, I don't think that'll be the case. I, I think like it's more a case with England losing the final as they just bottled it. And I, England could also massively do that with football. Um, Yeah. That, see, yeah. The thing is, but I think if England get to the final, I honestly think that England, I mean, France are obviously better than England, but I think if England gets to the final, just like the support that they will have from the fans, 
the like whole hype around it like the nation will come to an absolute standstill and not only that like it's at Wembley it ain't like the nation's like hit this peak fever pitch and they're like in Russia so they can't even like get the full experience of it like they are in England that final is at Wembley so all of the England fans are going to be fucking buzzing it's at home the final I, I, I think if we get to that final, we have got we've genuinely got a fucking great chance against whoever it is we're playing. Oh, we actually saying England got to be Brit yeah, beating France. Boys, this is fraudulent. This oh, is boys, we've fraudulent. done it. We've lit, but we've given reasons every time. We have. We have, have we given. Na- have we been naive? Have we fuck? Of course, we've been fucking naive. Of course, we've boys, decided it- to leave some stuff out, some important information. If you think about it, it's kind of come full circle because. This right here just like absolutely comes back to our tweet of the week. Doing them funds get carried away. Yes, we fucking no, do. No, 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 they don't. They don't predict England to win the whole tournament. Two <laughs> France 4 0 in the final. Jesus. Obviously, the boys are bringing it home. So now we'll be going in to this week's scenarios. So, in this week's scenarios, we have the Euro 2020 winners, England, their 26-man squads going up against the scenario of this week, which is the apocalypse. Now we'll be seeing how each player fares. And without any further ado, lads, who are we saying is most likely in this current England 2020 Euro winning squad to die first? Oh, hmm. None of them. They're all bringing it none home. Them, none they're of them. all immortal. None of them deserve to die. They're all immortal. Oh, no, you know what? I've, I've, you know what? I've, I've just... Um, okay, when the World Cup, they are genuinely all immortal. I've just opened... Alexander Arnold could have injured. I've just opened the England Instagram um, story and saw Ben White's face and uh, he shouldn't even be there, so fuck Ben White. Oh, I'll man. There's a lot of pay for Ben White. <laughs> I don't know a lot about just, the Yeah, <laughs> it is a bit peak because like he's done nothing wrong, but he just should not be there. It's outrageous. You've got to put Jude Bellingham up. Jude Bellingham out there. Just just young, but he's a fucking legend already. (laughs) Right, so he's dying first then. Calvin Phillips. No, he's a hard nut, mate. Just because fuck Calvin Phillips. He's not dying first. I do, mate, Calvin... I think um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I'd say Grealish. Grealish, yeah, he's doing his hair. But he's quite nippy, isn't he? He is, yeah. But I feel like right, the rest so of them Calvert are Lewin. proper, proper hard nuts. Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin will stick out like a sore thumb. Nah, mate, Calvert Lewin. I've said this before. He, he's from the north, from the north. He's hardened, man. Ben Chilwell. Goalkeeper. He's not gonna have like. He's not gonna be at like as, as good at like long distance running as the others, is he? Can't get away. He's not as rapid. And he's what just. About, a... What about Connor Cody? Not able to communicate with everyone. The language barrier. No, nah, he's a crease though. Yeah, no, he is jokes. No, if he's funny, then he survives. Yeah, yeah. for a while. He eventually <laughs> dies, but he'll survive for a while. No, I, I reckon Sam Johnston, to be honest. Goalkeepers are always lacking behind in, in the... Well, are you just saying Sam Johnston because you don't know much about the geezer? Well, he's just irrelevant, isn't he? The irrelevant oh, one always dies sense. first. No, I don't... You get all the main characters introduced and there's just one geezer there that's no. not really if been anything, in it. You're like, you're dying. Sort of yeah, no, him. if he's irrelevant, they don't die. stick out no, like a sore thumb. Well, no, because the irrelevant ones just get killed off early doors. Then it's only the main characters, and then the ones you like die early doors. Who's gonna Who's gonna kill them? I'm I'm quite confused. It's apocalypse, isn't it? I reckon Ben White could be up there. I thought it was like I thought they were gonna kill each other. They're like they could do. They could um, do. 
So who that in point. the England squad would have a couple of like words with someone else? Oh, if Joe Gomez was there, Raheem Sterling's done, boys. Yeah. Um, I reckon I reckon Ben White, first in, first out. I mean, last out. They've got the least amount of ties to him, innit? I reckon that yeah. was yeah. a unanimous decision. we got to do Ben White in. And no one really chats to him in a canteen. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, no one likes his fake tan. He just sits in the corner in his own, next to Southgate. <laughs> He's proper He parched. definitely sits with the coaches, doesn't he? <laughs> him and Mason Mount definitely sit with the coaches. No, Who mate, you know that? what? I reckon Mason Mount does like, everything he can to not sit next to the coaches now. Just for yeah, he can get rid for it. So for our second category, we have the longest to survive. So the complete opposite, basically. Uh, there's, a, there's only one man. Do we even need to talk about it? It must be yeah. Harry Maguire, wouldn't Mr. it? Mr. Slabhead himself. Slabhead? I feel like Slabhead will just get himself, like he'll fall, fall over a cliff or something like no, that. Like, fall over a cliff. Slabhead being a bit clumsy in the apocalypse. To be fair, he's someone that would sacrifice himself, but not first. It'd be like, done, like, it'd be like a heroic sacrifice at the end to save everyone else. I think to, to die last, you've got to be savage. Got to have a bit of a head on you as well. Maybe Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson. Again. I don't, but I don't think a captain will die last. You know, I could see like, make, like a Carl Walker or a Kieran Trippier. Yeah, just I was going to say Carl Walker. Bit, being a bit like, just like playing a bit dirty, just like doesn't really give a fuck. A bit I reckon a bit I could see Declan Rice. No, Declan Rice is a mate. You need to get though, over <laughs> the West Ham <laughs> connection. Well, no, I'm not even like he's just a bit of a bitch, isn't he? There's a video of him like screaming. he is scared of everything actually. Yeah, and he. No, I, I reckon Trippier or Walker for me. Or maybe Luke Shaw. Bit of an attitude problem nah, we've spoken about Luke before. A bit too, like, I think bit he's, too pampered. Yeah, no, I think he's a bit hard. I reckon, I reckon he'd do something He's dumb. not hard enough. Yeah. That's what she said. Pickford? Could do. Uh, I, bet he, I bet he loves us. He'll be a little well. shit. He'll go far. He'll go far. The boy can go far. He's got potential. But I don't know if he was the last man standing. What about Rashford? I reckon he'll be the one to kill the most. Yeah, Rashford. He'd eat all the children or whatever he does. Mate, he'll be dishing out food. He won't be eating himself. You've got that whole way around. He doesn't eat children, Kian. He gives children the food. Uh, (laughs) Mate, things change in the apocalypse. (laughs) Imagine the scene. Full circle. Rashford gone from national icons that absolute fucking hated. I'll come back. Oh, no, he'll be giving out food. He'll just be children. I'll I'll back Walker. I think Walker's the man. I can't lie. Carl Walker, he's quick and he's strong. Loves, it. loves breaking rules as well. Broke lockdown restrictions about 15 yeah, times. Yeah, he does love a hooker, doesn't he? He loves a hooker. All right, so longest to survive Carl Walker. Yep. All right, most likely to go mentals. This is someone who's going to go jack shit crazy. The kind of new apocalypse world does not bode well with them. You know what? He's quite good. Like, I... I, I I don't think anyone really stands out when I look at the team. They've, they've all got... Mm. They're strong mentally, boys. It's coming out. We don't know focused. them on a personal level. I reckon... This is, this I can true. definitely see Jordan Pickford turn into like a bit of a golem or something. I, I was going to say Luke Shaw yes. and Jordan Pickford. I'd say Jordan Pickford. Yeah, I can get behind that. He, I reckon he'll he, turn into a golem, like loses loses goldie gloves early doors and then go or, on an absolute mission to find... I like, can see Harry back, Kane... Like, killing everyone in his path. I can see Harry Kane getting annoyed that everyone's taking the piss out of his speech and him just going crazy. No, no, I don't back that, Kane. I don't think he's that type of bloke, though. He's not that type of bloke. I reckon Pickford or Shaw. So I reckon we go Pickford for that one. I can't lie. Do you reckon Skinhead? I'm sweet with Pickford. 
So then we have Pickford, and then we have the best scavenger. So this is, so we've done, we've touched on a couple of these scenarios, but this is completely different. This is someone who is going out, surviving in, surviving in the apocalypse, getting everything they can, being resourceful. Again, you have to say, Marcus Rashford, we yeah, anything. He is resourceful, boys. I'm going to put another one out there, right? And this, this could be a... kids. <laughs> can yeah. we get this in jail? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna put Saint out there, right? I reckon th- this could be your sons of pitches first, lads. I'm gonna put a duo out there as the as the best scavenger. I'm gonna put Mason Mount and Declan Rice together. Yes. Think, yeah, but I can I'm see them sure just work. That, honest, they, they they work well together. Nice one, nice one, Keen lads. <laughs> um, they, they work they work well together in it. They've been they've been pals since they were kids. They know each other well. I think Mason they've Mount. They've got each well. other's back. To be fair, both of them are grafters. I don't know if they're the type of people to go like scavenging though. I can't see uh, them being I, that resourceful. I think they're resourceful. They're small. They're small. Mason Mount, especially like quite like deceptively quick, just like a bit nippy. I feel like they'd be be a bit cheeky, just like sneak in, grab some stuff. Are they aggressive? Go. Do you reckon they're like too aggressive though? No, no way. I no reckon. I reckon Jack Grealish and Barker Saka. Have you seen it all over Twitter? Grealish said Saka's funny, and he had his arm around Saka as well. Probably going to come to Arsenal. Yeah. I was going to say, how long is it going to take him to say, oh, Chris, you coming to Arsenal now? He's probably coming to Arsenal. <laughs> Their best mates is Agent Saka. No, to be fair, I feel like the way they both play as well is kind of, I can get behind that. Jack Grealish, always looking for fouls, scouting out the the the, the, the oh, position on the, yeah, on the, the other out. end of the yeah, pitch. Yeah. Saka as well, he's, he like, love, he's a, gets assists he's just class at like he's just a sick guy yeah he's class at like beating his man and just getting the ball in the box just doing what needs to be done I, do you know, I, I can get behind that massively do you know who I reckon will make good scavenger Harry Kane look how resourceful he was this season with getting nothing and good he point. look what he produces very good point yeah he also I, I, said he really likes Baka Saka and he said the Tottenham and Arsenal rivalry wasn't anything. So did, he will also be coming up. I did actually say Arsenal. that. I did see that video. But um, yeah, I'm feeling it's a face-off between Mount and Rice and Grealish and Saka. I think we should just go Grealish I do think Saka Kane should be in there I'm as well. I'm going Grealish and Saka are those two, I think. I reckon Purely Grealish because and Saka they just because of, yeah. I feel like Kane, Kane's just more of like the fit. He's, I feel like he'd just like be back at base, like just loving yeah. life. Yeah, right. And our final scenario, we have most likely to become a dictator. So this can go in hand in hand with another couple of the categories. Longest to survive since they delegate. Best scavenger in order to survive with resources. And most likely to go mental because they just love the power. Yeah, but I feel like the, 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 this is quite quite a, like, um, an interesting scenario because like dictator doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be bad. I mean... Granted. Do you mean like leader? Do you mean leader? Yeah, like no, they, I mean no. no, but I mean dictator. Well, yeah, but like a dictator like, is just like going to be like running the show, like telling people what to do. But I feel like in an apocalypse, that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing because you can have. How many apocalypse you seen? Well, yeah, no, but well, no. How many of fair, the dictators are nice guys? You normally, you normally get like the the OG leader that's like a legend, and then you just get like some snaky slag that wants to be leader that's like snakes him out and dies, and then the main character ends up becoming the leader. My base, like the sculpture I've thought of for the dictator, is Danny McBride in This Is the End. Oh, that bloke! Oh, so this is what we're going for? Because I was going to say 
fucking Jordan Henderson. He's not that bloke. But yeah, the thing I don't, I don't think there is any of them in the England squad because players that are going to lose their head, I don't think like there's not oh, too many egos. Yeah, it's a not, Benzema in it. It'll be a Benzema. Yeah, yeah. Benzema, it, be straight Benzema. Benzema would actually be bang on. But yeah, there's not like many off. Like, I reckon all... Raheem Sterling. Mm. Not calling oh, him mate, egotistical. He's, he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you said but even still, I feel like the, the like the like real when you look at the squad, the real leaders there who are going to be the people with the authority to like actually be in a position to do that, are, like Harry Maguire, Henderson, and Kane. They're the three main ones that are sticking out for me, and I don't think any of them are that that kind of guy. Yeah. I can see Jordan Henderson many, stepping like, up and just like, either. yeah, I can see Henderson stepping up and just being like the guy that like that like it becomes the leader and like tells everyone what to do. He's like, you do this, you do this. I can see Henderson doing that and being that sort of dictator, but I can't see anyone like being a leader and losing their head. So, do you reckon we're kind of changing it? To most likely to become dictator, to most likely to become leader. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the best option. Yeah, and so yeah. for that one, are we saying the Geordie Jordan? Hendo. Hendo. So there we go, lads and ladies. We don't discriminate here. We have finished our scenarios for the apocalypse. We have the first to die as little ill Ben White. We have the longest to survive as Carl Walker. The most likely to go mental, Jordan Pickford. The best scavengers, Arsenal's brand new duo, Jack Grealish and Baiko Saka. And the most likely to become a leader, not a dictator, a leader. We have Geordie Jordan Henderson. So there we go. End of the show. We've obviously covered how do England fans get carried away. And we say, well, which, no. we end, which we ended up do, finding do, out was yes. <laughs> yeah. do, do England fans get carried away? No, not really. And then in the next section <laughs> of the episode, we predicted England to win Euro 2020 because it's coming home. And then no two the ways final... about it. That's got nothing to do with getting carried away, though. That's just facts. It doesn't. It's yeah, just straight we, facts. We, we explained ourselves. We did. We did explain ourselves. That's what we keep falling back on. And then in our final section of the episode, we had that England team approach the scenarios, which is the apocalypse. So... There we have it, lads and ladies. The next episode you'll be hearing from us will be balls deep in Euro 2020. We've had it leading up to it. And now we are in the end game, as a makeshift comic hero would say. So make sure you are joining us as we take you through Euro 2020. You sing, you come and sing the songs with us. You learn the facts with us and you live the journey with us fuck me i should be a motivational speaker anyway lads and ladies we'll see you next week where we will be here well into euro 2020 thank you That's and goodbye that is too emotional yeah it's coming on boys don't forget it's coming on anyways